0: What's up, family? Today is April the 15th. Well, here we are still with the shut-in of the coronavirus. Everybody's still on quarantine, especially down in my state. Now everybody's wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. Well, anyway, that's what it is. I wanted to talk about or talk a little on today about what they think about you, or better yet, what do they think about us? And you know who I'm talking about when I say us. There was a story that the leader of, was it Moscow? Putin. Putin. Putin came out with a story and he said Africa was a graveyard. Now, he was doing an interview and what he meant in the interview is that people in Africa, heads of states, you know, people with money down in Africa, What they do is they take their money. I'm talking about people who have real money. I'm not talking about the people who are struggling. I'm talking about the real people who have, you know, some money, the heads of states, people of that nature. They take their money out of Africa. When they get sick, they go someplace else. When they send their kids to school, they send it out the country. Everything is based out the country except when they die. When African people die, they always want to go back to Africa. And the reason why they want to go back to Africa is because that's home. But while they're living, everything else is abroad. No money is really invested by the heads of the people to make education better, to make living better, better, to do anything to make, you know, Africa better. That's why people are able to come into Africa and just take everything because the people who run it, they pretty much leave Africa. They vacation outside of Africa. There's other nations you can vacation in Africa, but they vacation outside of Africa, the whole continent itself. They go. They like going to France and You know, all those type of places. They like going to Europe, which is nothing wrong with. But, you know, when you're going to the doctor, when you're going and and having your kids educated. Now, here's a system that was basically built by these people. And to show you how much they care for their own people. They take their business because they have money and they go outside of the country. And that's the sad thing going outside of a country that's you set up for the failure of that nation. You set it up and you take your business elsewhere. Don't that kind of remind you about America? How we take all our money out of our, I'm sorry, out of our community and we put it in other communities and build up other communities and we make our own community weak We weaken our community each and every day. We weaken the education system. Education in California is dog shit. It's a little better in some areas, the white areas, but it ain't that much better. Then again, the kids don't apply themselves. That's why. And the parents don't apply the children to apply themselves. But I have a clip here. I want you to check out this audio clip. I'm going to show you. This is what they think about you. It's a clip. And I want I want you to get the understanding on this clip. It's only a minute. I want you to get the understanding of this clip I'm about to play. It's people sitting around a table. White folks sitting around a table discussing Black folks, they don't use the term black folks, but if you listen and pay attention, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Here we go. Conservatives make a mistake. You can't afford to strangle hope in people. Without hope, people become dangerous. No, Howard, you liberals have let them invade our society. You give them jobs, political jobs. Oh, you missed the point. It's only the smart ones we move up. Ah, that makes it even worse. Oh, you know, we have to move them up. If we leave a smart one in the ghetto, he might develop into a leader against us. But if we raise him up into white society, we neutralize him. He feels compelled to try to act like us. He loses his identity and uh, his racial anger, if he has any. He becomes alien to his brothers. They realize he sold them out and they grow to hate him. He becomes worthless to them and safe for us. Uh, No, thank you. In fact, in his love for the creature comforts, except for his color, he's become one of us. Now, you see how that works out? Do you see how that works out? You see how that works out? That's how we do. When we feel that we want to be accepted, because, see, you got to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, it don't matter what color you are, it don't matter how much money you have, it don't matter what you do. If you don't accept who you are, you always going to be a lost soul no matter where you go, who you know, how much money you have, and so on and so on. I say this to say what? Well, Black people, if you notice, because it's not really hard, You, if you just pay attention and open up your eyes and ears and you can see in your own place to where you live on how Negroes with a little education in a, in, in a few dollars, how they treat the ones who don't have. They'll look down on you because... They feel they're better than you, even though they're your color. But everybody's your color ain't always your family. That they know of, let's say that. Because <laughs> no matter what, no, like Don King once said, you can be an educated nigga, you're still a nigga. You can be a rich nigga, you're still a nigga. And that's how they perceive you as, no matter what. You know, because eventually things could be cool and all of a sudden that word would come out up and then you got to go and you got to act ignorant because somebody called you a nigga. My brothers and my sisters, this world throws a lot of smoking glass mirrors at you. Now they're throwing them $1,200 stimulus check at you. Negroes won't know what to do with it. Majority will go and waste it. And then you'll have those who go and, you know, pay their bills like they're supposed to. And Then you'll have those who invest it because their bills are already paid and they're not too much in trouble. And then you'll have those who just say, I'm just going to put it in the bank. But the majority will pretty much waste this because they'll look at it as free money. And in one sense, it is free money. But is it really free money? Because don't be surprised down the road, they may try to come back at you for that $1,200 or $600 or whatever the hell you get. Don't be surprised if they come back at you. So, you know, use that money, spend that money, save that money wisely, just in case. I'm not saying 100% because I don't know. But just in case that money come back on you. But knowing who you are, if you don't know who you are, because once you know who you are, then you ain't afraid of nothing. You don't care what people think. You don't care what people say about you because you know who you are. And the key is knowing who you are. But when you don't know who you are and you're trying to fit in with somebody, the worst thing in the world you can do to yourself and your family is try to fit in when you don't fit in and when you don't belong. Know who you are. When you know who you are, that's power. That's why the people in Africa, they see a country, a nation. It's a beautiful country. It's a beautiful nation. But the people who run it, they want something more. Instead of investing in the country like they should, They take all the wealth out of the country. They give away the mines with the gold, the diamonds, and all these uh, uh, mineral rich uh, assets that this country has. They give it away. It's like, what was it? The Chinese. They gave away the ports because they borrowed some money from the Chinese or the Japanese. It's one of them. It don't matter. And they couldn't pay the money back. And that's always the key. You can't pay the money back. So what you do, you give away the port. Why would you give away your port? That's where all your your goods and services come. And then somebody else is running your ports. You got Asian people running ports in Africa. And then they try to shit on you. They disrespect you and your country. That's the problem. Black man, black woman. You're disrespected in a country because you don't have no self-respect in yourself. You're too busy trying to fit in and try to go along to get along. Like I say, when you learn to understand who you are, you'll be a better person. And then that way no one can come at you with a bunch of foolishness when you know who you are. But until you know who you are, it's going to be a long road ahead. And I hate to say that, but it's true. That's what they think about you. They sit around tables and they discuss why do black people do this? And the ones who have something, look at them. It's like you take the brothers with money. The brothers who have money, your your the, the local ones that you know, their money is tied up with white business to the point where they can't really do what they would like to do if they wanted to do in helping their own people, that's a no-no. See, as long as black people are kept down with their heads hanging down, that's where they want. They don't ever want to see black people in power. Black people had more power in the 70s when they really didn't have a whole lot, but they had one thing that made them a powerful group. They had unity. They don't have unity no more. We don't have unity anymore. The crack epidemic pretty much in the eighties pretty much took care of the unity situation. The three strikes uh, laws pretty much took away unity in the nineties. In the twenty first century, well, we were still trying to find something, but we thought we had hopes that a black president would do something for his own people. But we found that out soon after the first four years. Well, this ain't about to happen. So we're still floating around trying to figure out what we're going to do. A lot of people always say, Oh, you know, I, I want, I, I, I want to speak on a, the motivation side. I'm not trying to motivate you because basically I motive, I should be motivating you with what I'm saying now. I don't need to motivate you with a motivational speech. I motivate you with, with toughness of what the real world is that should motivate you if you can't get motivated by what you see in these streets today what you see on the news what you see in this world if you have eyes to see and ears to hear you should be motivated regardless i shouldn't have to sit up there and pump your head up i'm not gonna sit up there and pump your head up i'm pumping your head up with what's what's real Everything else, you have to decide. That's why when you know yourself, you stay on a motivational high. But when you don't know yourself, you're trying to figure out what that high is. But my brothers and my sisters, you have to decide on what you really want in this world because no one's going to give it to you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to treat you crazy. And they're going to make fun of you. When they're around, they talk about you. You know, does it make it right? Hell no, it don't make it right. Who cares what they say to me? I don't give a shit what somebody say about me. And I know because I know who I am. You know, I'm not rich. And if it's meant for me to ever be rich before Michael and Gabriel pick me up, then it'll happen. If not, I'll be content with the life that I have. I'll be content with the life that I've already lived. But I won't be sad My mouth won't be dragging. And I tell you this. I won't be spending my money on no name brand crap to try to go out and please somebody or to try to fit in with somebody to make them think that I have when I don't have. And even if I do have, I still won't spend that money. See, you can walk around with all the name brand clothes you want, but that still don't do nothing for you upstairs. Because you're trying to fit in. Go get in a bunch of debt, go buy cars you can't afford. Just to say I have one, or just to say I have this particular handbag, or to say I wear this particular suit because I can. Well, maybe you can, and that's good. But you do it when you do something, do it for yourself and don't do it for nobody else. When you do it for yourself, it lasts longer. When you're doing it for somebody else, Uh, It doesn't last that long That's why when you do something Do it for yourself And don't do it for nobody else But do it for yourself Because it works better When you're doing it for yourself Doing it for somebody else It's just a small time It's not even a small time reward It's just something To make you keep staying in debt You try to build something That you don't have money for But you're trying to fit in with a group that don't even want you. They want you for one thing. They want you so they can keep building their communities and making their communities strong while you continue to weaken yours when you take all your money out of it. When you go into these neighborhoods, it's like, you know, you, 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 you like the suburbs. The schools in the inner cities could be better if parents would get together and fight for it. Black folks too busy like to stay home and want somebody else to do all the work. I always want leaders that don't really exist in the black community to go out there and fight when they should be fighting and getting off their ass and going to PTA meetings and stuff like that. Going down to the schools and seeing if you want your kids to have better education. Those are the type of things you have to do. But when you sit on your butt all day long and don't do nothing, don't get mad at somebody. Because you don't do your own homework. Don't hate on me. My brothers and sisters. I want you to understand. Motivational speeches are nice. But the thing that's even nicer is getting out there and not just talking about it. Not just having somebody tell you something. Getting off your butt and going out there and doing the work. I put in the work. I don't need to be motivated. I am already motivated. You can't motivate me. I don't need a motivational speech. Get off your butts and go put in the work. Get motivated by putting in the work. Get motivated by keeping your money in your pocket. I'm going to say this last thing. I want to speak on reparations. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, black people deserve reparations for building this country, but they don't see it that way. And they're never going to see it that way because they don't think they owe us anything. The way you get your own reparations is to keep your money in your pocket. You keep that trillion plus dollars in your pocket and stop spending outside of uh, dealing with a bunch of people who don't want you. You keep that money in your own pocket. You keep that money in your own community. And I guarantee you, they'll come up with some form of payment. But until then, that is your reparations. And until you learn how to do that, don't ever expect this government to pay you shit. Yeah, they done wrote a $2 billion stimulus package, so it tells you. Yeah, they talk all that shit about, oh, they can't spend money. Oh, we don't have the money. Yeah, but you just came out your pocket with $2 trillion. Yeah, yeah, you do. It's just a lie. It's just what the government always do. They just lie to you. Lie, 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 lie. My brothers and my sisters, you got to get it right. Get off of your butt and get it right all right this is your brother saying you got to put in the work or shut up either you put it in or you don't but this is what they think about you you're good for sport and entertainment When it comes to heavy metal, I'm sorry, not metal. When it comes to heavy thinking, we ain't coming to you. Even the ones that we have in office, we don't care nothing about them. They're just there. It looks good. And that's how they view it. They look good. You know, we give them a position or two. We even gave them the presidency of the United States. and Look what he did. He did nothing for his own people. And that's how they look at it. And that's how they're going to always look at it. And that's how they look at black folks. Being separated, and we are separated. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. We are a separated group. When it, when America was supposed to come together, it never did. America was supposed to come together when Obama was elected. If anything it was tore more more and more, Ooh, I got a hiccup. It was tore more and more apart. He did more for minorities. I'm sorry, he did more for immigrants. He did more for the LGBTQ community than he did for his own black people. Because he said, hey, I'm everybody's president. And that told you right there. Don't expect nothing out of him. He put two Supreme, he elected two Supreme Court justices. You know, Supreme Court Justice, that's a, a job for life. He had a chance to put in the first black female on the Supreme Court, and he didn't. But he put one on Supreme Court who was from the LGBT community. You think about it. He might be black. He's living his life the way he wants his kids or getting the, uh, the finest of educations. And they're living their life. And that comes off the backs of a lot of you brothers and sisters out there who put him in the office twice. The first time, yeah, I put him in there I hit. Well, I had a vote that put him in there the first time, second time, since he didn't do nothing the first time. I'm like, I ain't vote for him. And I didn't. I don't vote for people who don't try to do nothing for their own people. But hey, that's just me. I don't have to like you, I don't have to deal with you. But my brothers and sisters, you got to wake up, smell the coffee, get off your butt, go out there and stop begging. Save your money. The key is to your reparations is saving your own money. That is your reparations. This $1,200 is part of a reparations deal. It just ain't the kind of reparations that you think. And then again, if they did give, say they gave every black person $25,000. That $25,000 would be gone in the blink of an eye. So maybe it's only best that we don't have reparations because who would you put in charge of the money? I wouldn't put nobody in charge of my money. Because I don't trust none of these politicians. Only person, if I had to put my money in in charge of, it would be Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I think Minister Louis Farrakhan has proven over the last 40 to 50 to 60, whatever, years that he's still, he's a trustworthy guy. And one thing, he don't have to go out there and lie because he he know who he is. My brothers and sisters, this is your brother saying, hey, I'm out. Do some soul searching. Get your act together. This is your brother. This is what they think about you.